This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Today is Wednesday, April the 8th, and I'm Bentley Manning. I'm the rector here at the Church of the Incarnation. And I'm Kellen Day. I am the assistant rector here at Incarnation. And this week, I definitely work for Jesus. We both definitely work for Jesus this week. It is Holy Week, and this is a special Holy Week podcast episode. So before we get into the serious, sort of substantial part of this episode, Bentley and I have some news we'd like to share. So last week we talked a little bit about spring and the parts that we love about spring. <laughs> and this past week, I bought a paddleboard. I also bought a paddleboard this past week. So there's a little lake right around the corner, and it's warm, and it's sunny, and there are no power boats on it, so we can uh, jump out of the office and get on the lake in like five minutes. Before the record, I think it was my idea originally. It was absolutely not your idea originally. <laughs> I talked about getting paddle boards like a year ago. And then Kellen... But then you never did it, and I brought it up again and again as a great idea. So you're saying it was my idea? I'm saying that I added fire to the idea. Adding fire to the idea is important, but it's not the idea. Anyway, we both have paddle boards and... Well, mine's still in the mail. It's coming. Mine has arrived already. I've been on the water a couple of times um, to date. And I just, you need to know that when I'm on the water, I'm praying for you. It's a great outdoor quarantining activity. Also, when we were in seminary, I don't know about you, Kellen, but one of the kind of hot topics was clergy self-care. That's all this is about. Is that really what this is just about, Bentley? Or might it have something to do with the liturgy? I'm glad you asked, Kellen. There's a, a French philosopher, I can't remember his name, but he distinguished it between work and play. And work, as you all know, always serves another end. You don't work to work just to work. You work to get something else out of it. Play, on the other hand, when you play the guitar, uh, you play the banjo, you play baseball, is a good in and of itself. And that is exactly what the liturgy is about. That's exactly what worship is about. You're not working for something else, but you're delighting in the presence of God. And so, in a funny way, worship is play, just like paddleboarding. You know, Bentley, I'm not even sure that's a stretch. I think that works. And you got super excited talking about liturgy as play. Thank you, Kellen. And I, you know, some people are serious about play. Kids are real serious about it. And it's something that we should be serious about. You just don't want people goofing off in the liturgy. Yeah, or <laughs> goofing off on the paddleboard, which I got a feeling you might start to do. But Bentley, if you're going to talk about you know, play and liturgy is play. I don't think you have to be super serious about it. 
Kellen, I know you're from Michigan. I don't think you've ever seen an Alabama-Auburn football game, but that's play and it's super serious. You got me, Bentley. I've never been to an Alabama-Auburn football game. And as much as our listeners would probably love to hear us talk about football for a little bit longer, I think maybe we can pivot and turn away from this secular liturgy to a more sacred liturgy like Holy Week. I think that's right, and we've both been to a lot of liturgies. So this episode is a bit of a shorter episode um, because we have some other projects that we're working on this week for you all. But we are going to walk through some themes of the liturgy. What else does this episode contain, Bentley? We also want to talk a little bit about maybe what is lost this year. Uh, what, What difference does it make that we're not actually gathered together physically? We want to explore that just a little bit. So Bentley, where does Holy Week start? Well, Holy Week starts on Palm Sunday, but last week we explored some themes of Palm Sunday. So maybe this week, kind of looking forward, we'll start with the Triduum, which begins on Monday, Thursday. And for those of us out there who don't maybe know what the Triduum is, could you maybe talk a little bit about that, Bentley? Sure. Basically, the Triduum names one whole service comprised of three parts. Monday, Thursday, which names... Uh, the moment that Jesus was in the upper room with his disciples, washed their feet and gave them the commandment to love one another. Good Friday, where we remember Christ's death on the cross. And then finally, the Easter vigil, where we pass from death into life and celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Monday Thursday kicks off the Triduum, and it's a service that is sort of full and flush with a number of really powerful and evocative signs and ritual actions. It's one of my favorite services of the whole year. It's certainly one of my favorite liturgies of the year as well, and probably precisely for those liturgical actions that you named, the washing of feet the institution of the Eucharist, and the stripping of the altar. Right. So we have kind of these three very powerful symbiotic ritual actions. Say just a little more about that. Well, I think that the washing of the feet and the Eucharist certainly go hand in hand, right? Like John's gospel doesn't actually have an institution of the Eucharist, and scholars sort of say that the foot washing is that for John. And I think they sort of symbolize very similar things of Christ's self-giving to his people. The same can probably be said, I think, about the stripping of the altar, which foreshadows a bit of what will happen on Good Friday. And so from the very beginning, we're given a picture of a God that's willing to humble himself, willing to wash the feet of his disciples like a servant, and we are meant to follow his example. When you leave the Monday Thursday service, the chapel is darkened and you walk out in silence with no dismissal. And you return the next day on Good Friday. 
And the service again begins in silence. The Good Friday liturgy is filled with moments of silence. And I'm wondering, Kellen, why you think the liturgy, that service, is punctuated with so much silence? Well, it seems like a liturgical tool that gives, you know, space both for us to name our sins and our complicity in Jesus' death on the cross. But it also, I think, names the inadequacy of words in the face of that brutality. Right, that brutality and sadness. I'm mindful, though, that we live in a culture that's not very comfortable with silence. And I'm not quite sure why that is, but... It's very difficult to find spaces where we're allowed to be quiet. But the Good Friday liturgy requires us to, in fact, be silent. It's really an incredibly focused liturgy with an austere tone. By the end of the service, those who are participating are sort of stripped down of pretenses and excuses and layers of themselves that are often protected. And you can't help but look at the cross. And Kellen, when we look to that cross, we see Jesus pinned like a butterfly to a board with arms outstretched, holding within his embrace all of humanity. It seems a little premature to be talking about Easter, but the Easter Vigil is the final celebration of the Triduum, and I'm curious about maybe some of the distinctive aspects of that service. So real quick, Bentley, because it does seem to be too early to really dwell on the Vigil, but you have the new fire right? You have singing, you have the Paschal candle, you have a bunch of readings that you all wait through for like 45 minutes, up to nine readings. You have baptismal renewal or baptisms, water being thrown on people. You have the first Eucharist of Eastertide. Yeah. What am I missing? No, that's it. I mean, I think that that service contains for Christians the entire story of salvation history. Having walked through all of these rich and full liturgies, I think it's worth just acknowledging that this year is indeed a bit different. One of the things I think that we have named with all of these liturgies is a sense of physical presence, whether that be washing feet, kneeling at a Good Friday service, being next to a warm fire, all of these things are physical, uh, sacramental, outward and visible signs which are impossible to communicate fully uh, through a, a service streamed online. Yeah, there's certainly some sadness about our lack of ability to be together this Holy Week. Sadness for us, sadness for you all, I'm guessing. But We're doing our best to provide these liturgies in some ways that are meaningful to you and your family. And when we can't sort of offer that material, physical 
uh, ritual enactment, we give you options to do that in your home. And while it's different than years past, I think those rituals can still in some way be a part of our Holy Week observance. With all who have ever sought you, with all who have ever found you, with all faithful people in the body of Christ, I come to you, O God. Out of my doubts and fears, I come to acknowledge you. Out of my forgetfulness, I come to remember you. Out of my indifference, I come to love you. Out of my pride, I come with humility. Out of my sin, I come with repentance. Out of my discouragement, I come with trust. Out of my darkness, I come to your light. Out of my weakness, I come to your strength. Out of my restlessness, I come to your peace. Amen. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We want to make sure that you all are updated on our Holy Week schedule, and Kellen is much better at the calendar. So, Kellen, would you be willing to tell everyone what they have in store in the days ahead? Yeah, as a reminder, you can find this calendar in the Holy Week program, which came to you via email on Sunday. And Monday, Thursday, our service is at 6 p.m. You can find that on Facebook or our website. Good Friday service is the Way of the Cross at noon, and we invite you to sort of pilgrim with us um, either, you know, spiritually or even physically as you walk about your house or your yard. And then at 8.15 on Saturday night, we are going to light a new fire and pray some prayers on Facebook Live. So please join us for all of those things. And then, of course, Easter Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. One of our favorite things is to receive feedback from you all. So please keep sending in your questions, comments, anything you want to tell us about this podcast or about what's going on in your life. But... As always, and maybe most especially this week, we love you. We miss you. God's peace.